it's worth remembering that there is a Republican primary for president still happening right now. And the frontrunner of that race had some pretty wild and notable moments today on the campaign trail in New Hampshire. First, Donald Trump on his own legal jeopardy. This is all Biden stuff, all of these indictments that you see. I was never indicted, practically never heard the word. It wasn't a word that registered. Trump obviously has been indicted four times now, and he seemed to remember this fact just an hour later in his speech. I had a rough day at the office today, darling. I love you very much. Uh, I got indicted. And next week I'll be indicted again, and the following week again, and then again, and again, and again. And in one of those cases, he offered up a new defense today. I did nothing wrong at all. In fact, my boxes, it was secure. It was everything was good. Just a reminder that many of these boxes, as you can see here, classified documents, they were in the public. Others were found in a bathroom like this one. And more importantly, that's also not the point of the charges. He also, by the way, commented on yet another case. This time it's the civil one involving his company by, again, attacking the judge, despite already being under a limited gag order. And this radical left judge, he's a Trump-hating judge, hates Trump. He refuses to accept the appeal court's decision. So the case should be dropped immediately. Now, an appeals court judge did not exonerate him. Instead, the judge ruled that the dissolution of his companies should be paused while that trial proceeds. But then Trump went on to compare himself to, of all people, Nelson Mandela. We don't get scared. I'll tell you what, I don't mind being Nelson Mandela because I'm doing it for a reason. Just a reminder, Mandela spent 27 years behind bars for taking a stand against South Africa's apartheid system. Trump also praised some of the world's strong men, and then he mixed up his countries while doing it. You know, I was very honored as a man, Victor Orban. Did ever, anyone ever hear of him? He's probably like one of the strongest leaders anywhere in the world. And he, uh, he's the leader of, right? He's the leader of Turkey. Viktor Orban is the leader of Hungary, and Erdogan is the leader of Turkey. Trump also today fantasized about a physical fight with his successor. He was recalling when Biden said he would have taken him out behind the gym at a high school. I'd hit him right in that fake nose, that fake nose. They'd have plastic lying all over the floor. Now, given his potential rematch with President Biden, it is interesting that he once again downplayed the very idea of voting. You got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. You got to watch election night. Now, whether that was said seriously or in jest, just keep in mind that many Republicans blamed comments just like those for their losses in 2020 and in the midterms in 2022. And Trump also, in another comment, made a riff on a new discovery that he made. I'm for us. I'm for us. You know how you spell us, right? You spell us, U.S. 
I just picked that up. Has anyone ever thought of that? I just picked that up. A couple of days I'm reading and it said us. And I said, you know, if you think about it, us equals U.S. Is, isn't that? Now, if we say something genius, they'll never say it. Genius or profound, whatever you want to call it. By the way, he also vowed to build an Iron Dome-type system for the U.S., and he suggested that the U.S. has a single religion. I will implement strong ideological screening of all immigrants. If you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country. And finally, and that's been a lot already, but finally on the speaker's race, Trump says that he's not endorsing this time after his last pick, Jim Jordan, failed to advance as speaker. And he used a historical figure to illustrate just how deep of a mess the GOP is in. I said there's only one person that can do it all the way. You know who that is? Jesus Christ. <laughs> if Jesus came down and said, I want to be speaker, he would do it. I want to now turn to someone who was in that closed-door meeting we talked to you about earlier. That meeting just happened. He's also one of the eight Republicans behind this nearly three-week speaker fight, voting to oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy earlier this month. Joining me now is Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett. Congressman, uh, I don't know if Jesus Christ was in this meeting, whether he will get the votes to be Speaker, but take us in there. What happened uh, what was the reaction to all of this slate of candidates who uh, basically had their auditions tonight? Well, thank you, Ms. Phillips. It's a pleasure. Philip, excuse me, I know it's not plural. Um, thank you for having me on. And the and, um, only place I know Jesus it was in that room was in my heart. So as, as a Southern Baptist, I can say that. But, but thank you so much for having me on, ma'am. And I, I don't say that lightly either. I mean, I, I truly believe that, actually. <laughs> Um, and the Bible says you deny me for men, I'll deny you for the gates of heaven. And I sure don't want to do that, especially on CNN. But um, we had a great, we had a very good meeting. We had um, nine men stand up there um, and offer themselves, I guess, on the, uh, the sacrificial altar of being speaker. But, um, and, and eight emerged. Um, uh, Dan Muser decided not to run and he called for unity and received a standing ovation. I thought he handled himself very well. And um, well, we have a very deep bench and we are, we're, I think we're in very good shape. I, I think we'll have, something will emerge from that this week and, and hopefully we can get back to business. So Matt Gates has said that the, there might be a speaker, a new speaker by tomorrow night. Do you think that's the case? I think that's very possible. I think that's very possible. I don't speak for Matt. He doesn't speak for me, but he knows as well as I do that the, at the eight gentlemen that are that are in there, each, each of them could handle it, and I, I think each of them could do the job very well. And they're they're concerned about our fiscal situation. They understand that we're 33 trillion dollars in debt, that we're taking in five trillion and spending seven trillion. We spend a, a trillion dollars a year, if you can imagine that, just on interest alone, and that a lot of that goes to our enemy. Communist Chinese, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 that's okay, Congressman. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to clarify, though. I mean, you've said just recently that you think that whoever is going to be to get to the floor, obviously they have to get about 217 votes, and they have to come out of the conference with that. I mean, do you think that there was one candidate who came out of this process most likely to get to 217, and if so, who it, it, who is it? I think there is, but as I stated, as you stated, I'm one of the eight. 
that, that, that called for the previous speaker's ouster. So I'm afraid, I think that my best strategy would be to endorse the person who I don't like the most and, and have them uh, fall on their sword, so to speak. So I'm going to keep that between me and them.